You did it. <laughs> Guys, I'm running. I'm running the sound. The sound. Yeah. This is so my first time. So if it sounds time. better, thanks to Jerry. Yeah. If it sounds worse, it's my fault for yeah. not telling you how to do it better. Exactly. It's it's not my fault either way. <laughs> Welcome to Finding My Young. <laughs> yes, today we have on um, Hell's Bells, which is a local burlesque group. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been together for 14 years, and it was super exciting to bring them on. I saw them at Bar Lubitsch, and I was like, come talk to me. Yeah. And then they did. Yeah, they were a lot of fun. My only experience prior to this, I think, uh, with burlesque was a very... Uh, th- th- not not great one uh, in Las Vegas. <laughs> um, I'm sure there's plenty of awesome burlesque shows sure. in Vegas. Oh, uh, yeah. I went there for a bachelor party, and w- the bachelor that I was with and the people that we were with kind of want to do some of the classic bachelor stuff, but not really like the CD stuff too much. Yeah. Um, so we like went to nice restaurants and like <laughs> then we're like, well, we should go see a show, and then that was we went to see Burlesque X. Ooh. Right. And uh, it basically translated. I don't know if it's still this way, but it was at like the Flamingo, I think. So if you're familiar with Vegas, okay. in my mind, it was always like the Walmart of Vegas. <laughs> and uh, and it was just like people that were kind of stripping and not like doing the, the kind of art form that we get talked about on the show yeah. um, with like PowerPoint slides off to the left and the right. I love the idea of PowerPoint. It was great. It like just, somebody clicking. Yeah. It was like a little comic sand stuff <laughs> oh, like with the clouds in the background. That was very weird. Yeah. Um, my experience with it has been... Uh, I think here, actually, there's a mm-hmm. lot of like speakeasy bars where um, there'll be performances at like midnight or one or something like that. And Is Harvard and Stone one of those? Uh, I feel like I, I was there one time when they, they did something. They might. I mean, they have a stage, but like Porvu, um, La Descarga, they have some. Gotcha. Yeah, which is cool. Uh, Sassafras is too. Oh, so, that's Sassafras. So that was fun. And I like I've always been a fan of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I would do it now, I think. It looks really fun. Like, I've taken pole dancing classes, mm-hmm. and those are really fun. You should take one of the yeah. those classes. I know. Pretty cool. Yeah, I think it would be neat. I mean, it's beautiful, and they do, like, such a wonderful job, and I, I'm so, like, pro how empowering it is. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it just looks amazing, and it's, yeah, it's just wonderful. So we get to hear all their story, and I think you guys are really going to enjoy just this little, like, lens into this this world. Yeah. Enjoy. Woohoo! I'm feeling yummy head to toe. You see me? Ain't got no patience, so Yay! let's go. Welcome to Finding My Young. I'm so excited. I have the Hell's Bells burlesque here. Um, Natasha V and Ali Cat Rose, thanks for being here, you guys. No problem. Thanks Hello. for having us. Yeah, this is the first duo that I've ever had. Ew, Ew. I feel that's exciting. We're having excited. a threesome right now. Yes, <laughs> we are. This is sensual and sexy. Um, super yummy. Uh, but yeah, I'm so excited. You came into the bar that I work and you've yeah. performed several times. Um, but I was just like so taken with the show because first of all, I think burlesque is an amazing celebration of women and, and femininity and like just owning your power and your body and your sexuality Mm -hmm. in this really powerful way. Um, and also just the fact that you had so many different types of women of all sizes, shapes, colors, like it was just a really beautiful showcase of what it is to be a woman and like standing in her power. So I'm really grateful to have you both here. Oh, good. I'm glad you had the reaction as well. I'm yeah. glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, I think everybody did. It was like a, a really receptive crowd. I think every time it I typically is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, who 
who wouldn't be like getting well, to yeah, see like, beautiful women perform and and show off their beautiful body. That's totally. always what we tell you know girls that are trying to do it for the first time and they're really nervous. I'm yeah. like, I virtually have never like seen an audience have a negative reaction to a girl <laughs> willing to go on stage sure. in a sparkly outfit and take her clothes off and dance. I mean, it's just like it's almost impossible yeah. to screw up majorly right. because the audience tends to have such a respect for the person doing that uh, yeah. that. It's virtually always a, su- a success. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, you know? it's hard to imagine. disappoint I mean, with that. That's so There's true. There's room to grow, of course, but I always tell people, let you know, take those nerves out of your head because for the most part, audiences are very excited about yeah, burlesque and in general. They're like, we know yeah. where this is going and we're on board. Yeah, we're on the we're train. With you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so amazing. I'd love to hear how this got started because you guys have been together for 14 years Correct. as this company yes. um, which is amazing and it was right when like burlesque was getting more popular in Los Angeles right yes so um, let's take a walk back to 2005 <laughs> come with me uh, so 2005 I mean if we really think about you know what that looks like in LA and in the country I mean there there was sort of this uh sudden resurgence of burlesque a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Los Angeles had a couple uh, burlesque clubs that were doing very well. Ivan Kane's uh, 40, 40 Deuce. Deuce was extremely popular. There was also Harvell's in Santa Monica doing shows. Um, on the sort of pop entertainment side, the Pussycat Doll Cabaret was very popular at mm. that time, if you remember that. I don't even mean the <laughs> pop group yet. I yeah. mean, when they had the, the dance show and they would bring in like Carmen Electra or Christina Aguilera no, to do. No, I don't even know it what was, that is. Yeah, it was the, it, look it up. It was actually kind of amazing. And it was actually what launched the pop group Pussycat Dolls. Okay. But really? That, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. They were actually, they were originally a, a dance and performance cabaret show. Got it. A mostly dance, actually. And then they would bring in like a professional singer to, to oh, lead it. So okay. that was, you know, that was definitely on people's radars at the time the pop group started. People started kind of going, okay, I, I get what burlesque is now. And there was sort of this mild obsession in Los Angeles, I think, with bars and venues wanting to take that on and wanting to incorporate that mm-hmm. um, in their entertainment space. So Long story short, I was working with a bar in Santa Monica and the manager of that bar, well, shout out to Layla, if she ever hears this. <laughs> yeah, uh, she yeah was Layla. Layla. Yay, so Layla. She, You're responsible um, for all she this. She had this uh, vision of this bar hosting like a rock and roll burlesque night because that didn't really exist at the time. Um, and so I was working with her on some stuff there and we decided to have an audition this was like craigslist era so you know we posted mm-hmm. on craigslist uh, got a bunch of girls that still happens does it yeah. maybe for different <laughs> yeah i might get a different group if <laughs> yeah. i did it now but uh so we posted on there you know a bunch of dancers came in and the ones that joined hell's bells at that time ali was was one of the people that came in and uh there ended up being five six why I, I, one two three four five yeah five Amy. so we had five core girls uh, that basically started at that point, danced at that bar, ended up moving to a bar in Venice Beach uh, called Townhouse. That's still there. Mm-hmm. We also had two boys at one point. Oh, we did. did we yeah, had two boys. There's two yeah. boys when I started. Cool. They they sort of supported uh, what we were doing, and you know, were involved in certain things, and you know, they kind of strip too. Uh, they would take like their shirts off. Yeah, they off. did. They okay. did. They would mostly kind of interact with us in in a way yeah. that that lent itself to the show, and eventually it ended up being just an all girl thing because. Okay. That's just what was working. Yeah, the, <laughs> the crowd there wasn't exactly down to watch the boys strip tease as much. Oh, <laughs> interesting. You know what's funny is, uh, side tangent, I went to Vegas and I saw Magic Mike. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I went to um, what something Rhino. 
Like Spearmint Rhino? Spearmint Rhino. Uh, in the same day. And I was like, the the Magic Mike had like a storyline. Right. Like it was like curated. There was music. There was a narrator. Uh-huh. Like there was an emotional Oh, arc. it's a whole show. Yeah, it's a whole show. It's beautiful and fun and like engaging. And then Spearmint Rhino. The <laughs> opposite. Yeah. Like hundreds of <laughs> like super gorgeous women just like everywhere and I was like yeah uh, this is the this difference. doesn't need yeah. a storyline yeah. <laughs> yeah. doesn't exactly. need any of that yeah um so so we, yeah. we started performing and then um we basically just stuck together and we started doing we you know bounced around to different venues doing residencies we did a lot of we still do I mean we've done tons of television uh, big, big parties entertainment stuff um corporate events uh we started teaching in 2009 so been about our 10-year anniversary of teaching classes so we started teaching regular burlesque classes in LA and to this day I think we're the most uh yeah we're probably the the biggest the standard school if you will <laughs> for, oh, for teaching classes Angeles, yeah um I would love to get back to the classes because I think that's a really cool um, component of this. But just since, as far as your background with yeah. dance, Nata- Natasha, um, it was ballet, right? Yeah, I did it was ballet like more for traditional dance. Twenty five years. Oh God, probably more than that. Maybe twenty eight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So just in terms of the evolution of going from and maybe concurrently doing, you know, traditional dance and also burlesque. Sure. Um, I imagine just because like man if you had seen me a couple years ago like I was like super buttoned up and like very Pollyanna Mm -hmm. and so that idea of expressing yourself and like taking myself and like taking clothes off would have been nuts now I'm like oh you know I think it's beautiful and it's amazing and I and I totally come at it from a different point of view but I wonder like did you have that sort of like shift in mindset or was it like a conversation it it felt more organic to me honestly I mean growing up I I I was a pretty I was a very good kid I was not a great teenager Uh (laughs) I was a very rebellious teenager um and, you know, I, I continued to do ballet, uh, like I said, up until my mid-20s pretty religiously. And um, but, you know, in high school, I definitely was like the girl that, you know, I dyed my point shoes crazy colors. I wore like oh, fishnets yeah. <laughs> instead of pink tights. Like okay. I, I liked kind of rocking that line a little bit. Yeah. Um, so even though ballet was my passion, when I moved to L.A., I, I, I was a dance major in college and I was still doing ballet. But I was starting to pursue other things that felt a lot more like me and my personality. Oh, OK. Um, burlesque when you know again when it started becoming more of a public understood thing I was like oh I mean that has me written all over it um I love the music involved I love the freedom I love the expression I and I love that you actually as a trained dancer use your dance technique yes and incorporate that in a way that is sexy and, and a little bit more wild and that to me was just like this perfect marriage that I wanted to be a part of yeah. so I really started pursuing any job that was in that realm um, to try to get in the door in the burlesque space as, as quickly as I could because it, it felt like the route for me at yeah. that point yeah yeah and then as far as you Ali Cat, you said that you started in the circus sort of fire space which I feel like is different but like lends itself a little bit to this big performance based sort of dance. I think it was probably an easier path yeah. for Allie. <laughs> it might have, yeah it was definitely a very different intro like I was when I was I was always involved in dance I did ballet gymnastics ice skating when I was younger and I pretty much stopped every one of those when it got up to competition level or ah, recital level too. because I was like this is just fun I don't I don't want to compete doing it yeah. like do I have to 
Um, I got too tall for gymnastics. Yeah, I did too. And then I freaked out with diving. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I got too tall for gymnastics and ice skating I loved. And then I did one like higher level one and they taught me some move wrong. And I was so frustrated because I had to repeat the whole level because I couldn't do the one move the right way. I was like, never mind, I'm done. Yeah, over it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But no, I totally was involved. I got involved in belly dancing. That was kind of my first love with dance. Um, I learned at a community college with this lovely old hippie lady who was like in her 60s who would sit around and get everybody stoned as soon as we were done with dance class yeah um but we would go dance at like the saturday markets for tips and i'm I like just what community college is that? <laughs> oregon oh. eugene oregon yeah just if that doesn't bookmark yeah. that <laughs> but um but no i got really involved in belly dancing and through that like i started doing costuming and i always was like a sewer and a designer and a costume maker and I ended up with a group of people up in Oregon who were big, like Burning Man kind of circus folk. And I ended up designing costumes for a group of them who were starting a new like vaudeville burlesque show. Oh, and cool. about halfway through the process of all of this, they were like, oh, we didn't know you danced. Do you want to come to a solo in our show? I was like, of course. And got in there and realized that I was easily the most trained dancer out of the group wow (laughs) and so I ended up like kind of choreographing behind the scenes and next thing you know like I'm one of the main dancers in the show and it was just such a cool such an interesting way to express yourself and we we started very circusy and weird like we would you know start off as guys with mustaches and hats and end up in like sexy laundry but still mustaches and like weird makeup and that's stuff so it was my favorite thing to do is to play yeah yeah like gender bend and sort of play with expectations well that's that's what really made me fall in <laughs> yeah. love with it is it was fun to be out there because like I always you know like Natasha I was a great kid I was a terrible teenager <laughs> my poor parents um yeah. I put them through so much but it was uh, like being overtly kind of like sexy and playing with that was always part of who I was probably well before I should have been trying to be that way um So this was a really fun outlet to be able to play with that a little more than like just being super sexy. You could also be weird and sexy or silly and sexy. And it it kind of gave me a great perspective how to play with different elements of that Mm. and get a better idea of like what that actually meant to me and how to express it on stage or in front of other people. Yeah. This idea of like taking off your clothes and getting down to like pasties or something like that. Mm. Um was was that a tough transition was like was that a conversation or what because yeah I think it you know I it, the way that we treat bodies in this country particularly I think is horrifying and we yes. really demonize yeah. like what we naturally have um yeah. we were actually just having a conversation about how like I went to a Korean spa and for the first time got to see so many naked women Mm -hmm. that I was like, oh, there are so many different types of bodies that are beautiful and I don't have to look like one particular type. And uh, I think a lot of that is because we cover up so much and we put like so much shame around like our natural physique. Right. Because, uh, you know, whatever. But like because of that stigma, did any of that come up when you started on this journey? Definitely. I mean, I think Allie and I in particular were, were victims of, of insecurity in that way for a while mm-hmm. um, because, you know, uh, us, you know, in comparison to the other girls in our group, we definitely were the, the itty-bitty titty committee. Oh, yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I think we just had this, in retrospect, crazy idea that oh, who the hell would want to see that? It's like, yeah, it's the most anticlimactic thing <laughs> on the planet. And sure. that was but it just, would ruin the effect at the end. Yeah, that we like, thought it was like, what stupid. I got. 
And, you know, in retrospect, that's crazy. Um, And that's not what that reveal is about at all. It's it's not about your boobs at all, really. It's just about a a final sort of, it's a final vulnerable state for the Mm -hmm. audience. It's almost like this kind of, it's the 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 period at the the end. You know, it's it's the end of the like. It's like exclamation mark. And And you're really only in them for like, Five seconds. Right. Like we're, you're never really on stage, or at least we're not. That yeah. Our style tends to really tease for a long time and that's just a very quick yeah. uh, final thing. Um, so yeah, I mean, we definitely were, it took us about, I would say like five years. Oh, we years. were years before we did pasties. We kind of, as a group, were like, we're not going there. Like, oh. we're and, then gonna... I, and then the other girls started too in their solos and Allie and I were probably the last yeah. two to go there. Um, but now that we've been doing that for years, now, now I, it's, it's like... I, I mean, it's funny to me <laughs> that I, I cared before. I mean, it's just, it's not a big deal at all. Right. And in fact, we were, were arguably a little too comfortable. In <laughs> I mean, if you saw us backstage, I mean, yeah, uh, you know, it, we're just, just like, running around. Yeah, like, we forget just, that we're in pasties. Right, that it's you know? like a big deal. Yeah. Uh, but I think that that's like how it honestly should be. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, completely. Like, I mean, so I don't know. Yeah, it's just it's nuts what we do. And I think I think the more that we celebrate it, especially in these like artistic ways, mm-hmm. it, the more that it gives permission to everybody else to be like, yeah. oh, well, these ladies are beautiful in every way and like perfect or not perfect in this like, you know, stupid westernized idea of like how photoshopping and stuff like that, you know, yeah. like, there's like gorgeous parts to every person. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's amazing. So, OK, so. You, you've started this company, you've been performing. What is the classes aspect? Um, like, because I've taken like a couple like pole classes mm-hmm. and they're very focused on um, just empowerment and really like loving yourself and like expressing your own sexuality. And so I imagine that that's what the classes are focused around. That's definitely a huge component to them. I mean, the, the backstory is this. I was working at uh, one of the biggest dance studios in LA called IDA mm-hmm. and I was there for almost 10 years and because I was working in that studio um I basically was like we should start launching classes here because really nobody was teaching burlesque in LA um so we I really think we were like the first people who had like proper burlesque classes in Los Angeles so we started our classes there and um you know they're definitely choreography based um there are they are very much a dance class Mm -hmm. uh, as far as our weekly classes okay um you know it's it's warm-up choreography but in the burlesque style where it's a very we try to create a very welcoming environment where you're also being pushed physically you're getting a workout but it's also you know something some place you feel safe yeah. there's a lot of dance classes in LA you don't feel very safe right. you feel very competitive well, there's a lot of yeah. them that are very much based around the instructor and like shooting a cool video at right. the end which that's definitely a scene in and of itself but for someone who's trying to be vulnerable in the form of being sexy mm-hmm. like that's just not a good environment for that. We, yeah, we try to to be kind and and, and aware of, of everyone in that way. Yeah. And and I think our, our our students definitely appreciate the approach. It's you know, it's as showy offy as you want it to be, really. Sure. If yeah. you want to film yourself and put it on Instagram, go for it. And yeah. a lot of our girls do. In fact, most of them oh, yeah. end up doing it. Yeah. Uh, but it, we definitely try to create a safe environment. We also teach workshops that uh, you know, we do in parts and a lot of that is just sitting on the floor talking with the other girls about you know, what they like about themselves, what's, you know, something that they want to promote about the way they look or the way they feel. You know, we, ha- we have really, yeah. like, in-depth conversations with our students and really try to, you know, kind of give them, even if it's just for a couple of weeks, like a burlesque persona that they can take with them. Yeah, yeah a bit of an the alter world. ego that they can try on. To- yeah, I love that. 
Um, in terms of your like journey within this, being able to express yourself in this way um, with like an audience and doing this type of art form, like, do you think it's transcended into other parts of your life in terms of like your sexuality or whatever, like mm-hmm. it making you more confident? Oh, completely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like through doing this, it's not completely changed who I was because I've always been on the comfortable and more outgoing side. Mm-hmm. But after doing this for, you know, almost 15 years, like getting on stage thousands of times and, you know, strip teasing mm-hmm. and dancing and making every mistake you possibly could. Um, there's just a degree of like comfort with yourself, with your body, with who you are. And that, you know, as I tell a lot of my students, when we do do the character workshops and other things like that to help them get their alter ego, like you put it on enough times, it's going to start becoming part of you. Right. Yeah. And, you know, we're doing something that's sort of inherently scary to for most people right. I think but for most people yeah. absolutely um so it kind of you know when it becomes your norm it makes a lot of other stuff seem like not a fucking big deal at all you know right. what I mean yeah. it's yeah. it really helps with your strength I think as a person and the confidence level obviously goes along with that but yeah I think it's impossible to do it professionally and not have it completely transform your personality in a positive way yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely yeah uh, and then, so you were pregnant. You you have a child, right? I do. Yeah. I have a husband and a child, yeah. <laughs> um, but you performed while you were pregnant and, and showing, too? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what was that like? Because, like, I was saying before we got on mic that Rihanna did a lingerie show, mm-hmm. um, and it was for New York Fashion Week, and it was the first time, well, they had women of color and women of all different sizes and shapes in lingerie and looking stunning and pregnant right and this was like the first time that they showcased pregnant women in a sexual way which is insanity um you know there's obviously been photo shoots and stuff like that but like walking down the catwalk in like you know revealing uh, underwear (laughs) and (laughs) bottoms and whatever so what was that experience like for you? Well, you know, when I when I found out I was pregnant and, you know, we were trying. It wasn't like a humongous surprise. Um, you know, I told the girls and I, I kind of had to have that conversation with myself. Like, what does this look like, you know, for yeah. the next couple of months? Because, you know, burlesque is my job. It's part of my, my world and it's what I do. Um, and I it didn't take you know I knew that I wanted to do it as long as I possibly could. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I basically, I think, stopped performing when I was like just about six months, like five and a half months, I think, was my last performance. Um, I think there's actually footage of it on YouTube mm-hmm. uh, because I did a BuzzFeed <laughs> video with one of their editors. I trained oh, her. Um, so, yeah, you can look that up in the in the show shots. I'm actually pregnant in it. Um, and you can tell I am showing and, you know, people in the comments are like, is that girl pregnant? You know, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Oh, which one day I, I was like, oh, let me respond to some of these people. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't help myself. Hell yeah. And they're yeah. like, oh my God, I'm sorry. I wasn't trying to be mean. I'm like, I know. You know, but anyway. Um, so yeah, I did do that. And I, you know, was I concerned that some people might think it's weird? Yeah. I, I'm not sure I cared because sure. for me it was more like I'm not going to. I wasn't of, of a place where I felt like I couldn't dance anymore. Yeah. Nor did I feel so pregnant and huge to where I thought it was odd. You know, I definitely was like as long as I can still articulate my body the mm-hmm. way that I, I normally do and, and could do the moves the way that I. For me, it was kind of like, as you know, I didn't see why I shouldn't be performing right. um and I was like and then I'll be able to tell my little girl that she was in my tummy <laughs> yeah. when I was on stage you know and I actually think <laughs> I that's cool that. yeah. yeah um and you know because I I'm raising her in a way to where I want her to be totally fine with this and I she's gonna respect it and you know these 
women are practically ants to her and yeah. I don't think she's going to have a stigma about it at all I think I want her to be like you know her mom's a showgirl and she's going to know that and you know right. hopefully be proud of me for it so um yeah I I did that I I think it was a little bit of like half the audience is like <laughs> yeah um but I it was a, a positive response definitely I taught class up until seven months wow so I was getting pretty big and I you know yeah. I, I gained a lot of weight my pregnant like I had a big belly so yeah. I was definitely pretty um you know pretty there, pregnant there was a was great te- video of you taking one of my classes I think <laughs> even after you stopped yeah. teaching yeah yeah yeah, yeah I mean because yeah. for me it was like it's exercise and it's what I do so I certainly wasn't going to stop right absolutely yeah. and then I had to take a little brief hiatus obviously uh, for about three months and I jumped back in my daughter was born in May and I was teaching again in July Jeez. after that yeah yeah I mean I think it's what struck me and like I'd love for you to talk a little bit if this is a big part of what you do as well as like the visibility of different bodies Mm -hmm. and like showcasing them in this beautiful way and that seems like a one example of like how you do that you know yeah definitely um I mean Ali I don't know if you want to touch on that no I mean it's that's definitely always something that's been really important to us Mm -hmm. like initially when we were performing together we did get some slack because when we were probably at our busiest we all looked like carbon copies of each other oh, but that's kind of a side effect of dancing yeah. all day every day right, exactly. and, and let's be real we were in our 20s and yeah like, exactly I was like the best <laughs> I ever looked you yeah, know yeah, yeah. Um, you know and then we all get older and we all change and you things know. change and you know it's it's been really one of the things I really appreciate about still dancing with all these women is like we all totally accept where we are at any given time and we've definitely had moments where we're like can we wear this costume instead of this costume because I've had kind of an off week, mm-hmm. but it's still nice to just be able to feel like no matter what, like everyone walks out onto that stage and completely rocks it. Like, you know, we feel like we look amazing. And it's, I really like that, you know, when we do bring students and guests and other people in, that it shows people in the audience and anyone who comes to see our show that literally anyone can do this. Yeah. You know, I, right. I always love the idea of feeling like, you know, every woman out in the audience can see someone up on stage that she can relate to in some way. Yeah. And every guy in the audience can see someone up on stage that he's super excited about. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's oh, I love it's that. just, it's not going to be one thing for everyone. Right. I was having this discussion with one of our other dancers the other night. Yeah. You know, it's like, you might not be everyone's cup of tea. They're not going to. Yeah, right. yeah, exactly. Like someone is going to be there for, for everything. Yeah. And like, people are just going to appreciate whatever you're bringing. Like if you get up there and you're having a good time and you've put some thought into what you're doing, have a little technique with your dancing and are enjoying yourself, like no one's going to be mad at it. And, you know, just to be clear too, I mean, just because someone in the audience is looking at you going, oh, I, I wouldn't date her, doesn't mean they're not enjoying the performance. Oh, totally. You know what I mean? Yeah. Those things aren't, don't have to be the same. You yeah, know? they're not like mutually exclusive. Yeah, exclusive at all. Um, so I, and I think you also touched on something that's important, which is that it's not that we're immune to our own insecurities yeah. at all. Like we still have a little bit of that. We still oh, kind of totally. go, eh, I this fits, weird. this makes, oh, like, yeah. you know, eh, and we do little tweaks, but we're, the point I think that's for us is like, we're still going to do it. We're still going to mm. go on that stage and no matter what, like we're going to rock it out. Right. And we still have the confidence to do that. And if one of our, you know, but it d- doesn't mean that backstage, you know, we're not kind of like, oh, you know. Yeah, yeah, you're not human. This, but yeah we're not completely yeah. immune from all those things that no, it's yeah. what being a woman is yeah you know? it totally still happens especially like when you get experience. into yeah yeah it's about you know working with what you what you got yeah exactly, exactly. figuring yeah. out you know how you feel about it today and how you're going to best show off you know what you're feeling yeah 
Was this uh, dance studio and group your idea, like something that you wanted to cultivate from the beginning? Or did this just sort of happen? Like, I mean, I, I definitely wanted to be a burlesque dancer. I didn't know if that would, uh, you know, involve me joining a, a, a company or being a part of, you know, I, I danced in other shows and things. I don't know if I ever thought I would own a burlesque Create company company one yeah. day. Yeah. But that's just kind of what ended up happening because when we started, you know, we got in the space very early and at a very great time. Yeah. And we found an opportunity in it to to kind of take over and to really put our stamp on it in, in this city. And, and that's what we did. And we were lucky enough to have all the girls just incredibly dedicated, not only from a performance aspect, yeah. but from a business aspect. Mm -hmm. And we had a team and we were all very entrepreneurial women, women and it, it really lent itself to our, us being successful. Yeah. Yeah, we used to joke that we were, we got together and, you know, we're five girls that love dancing and somewhere we accidentally started a company in the middle of all of that. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. That. Yeah. yeah. What's the future for, like, how, where do you see Hell's Bells going? That's a great question. I mean, it, you find, you know, there's little points in your life where you're like, okay, you yeah. kind of check in. And I think we're kind of at one of those right now, definitely. Yeah, um, very much in a transitional phase. But, uh, you know, I think the bottom line is we are never going to stop doing what we do in whatever way we choose to do it, whether that is mostly on the choreography side or if it's performing ourselves. I don't think any of us have any intention of... Uh, stopping our performance careers yeah. anytime soon. I mean, our teaching is, I think, one of our greatest passions. I mean, yeah. that's something that I could see myself doing forever. forever oh, absolutely. If, if they'll have me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I think we're all kind of in that same headspace where, you know, you, you don't really know, but, you know, mm -hmm. it, it's, yeah. it's it's not going anywhere anytime soon. It's yeah. been a very organic journey so far. So we're kind of just taking this moment to see where the company wants to go, I guess, and what we can do to help make that happen. And I think a big thing that's occurred over the last maybe four or five years is we've brought in new talent and we've sort of adopted new girls. Um, so a lot of our new dancers are started as our students mm -hmm. and yeah, are now, amazing. you know, they've been dancing professionally in burlesque, the burlesque space for, for many years now. So, um, you know, we, we have no qualms about bringing in new faces oh, and new talent and we we love doing that and I think as long as we're always providing the space for this art form to exist then yeah. you know that's what we're going to do as long as we we want to as long as we can yeah. yeah I think that's the the like the coolest thing is like providing a space for this to continue because I think like now that I've been around in LA for almost seven years like so many different venues have a burlesque component at sure. some point, yeah. right? Like, yeah. it's like almost integral into like the speakeasy <laughs> right. yep. vibe. Yeah, but it got a little saturated for a while, yeah. Yeah, but in, but in this like sort of amazing way and way of, uh, where it's not taboo, it's not like this mm -hmm. anomaly. It is yeah. this thing of like, we are celebrating bodies in a way that's not, you know, that's that's celebratory as opposed to, you know, whatever, maligning or, or yeah. bringing people yeah. down. Like, it's like this beautiful celebration. Well, definitely in L.A., it's like one city where you can say I'm a burlesque dancer yeah. as a profession. And very few people are like, what the hell does that mean? Like, yeah. most people under, because everyone in this town has seen a burlesque show. Everybody. Yeah. That's like, so true. So it's it's very comfortable here. If I go to my hometown back in Napa, I mean, there's people who, you know, think I'm a stripper, of course. Right. And, yeah. You know, that's, it's not their fault. They just don't know. They've never, they don't know the difference. And there's nothing wrong with being a stripper. But I think it's important to burlesque dancers to uh, have that separation because we, we want people to understand what it is we actually do. And it's different 
there's different rules there's different it's different environment it's a different job entirely so that's why that's why we get defensive about that comparison because it's it's just not the same um and I think if you go outside of LA you get a little bit more of that uh ignorance uh yeah we have to educate people sure Um, what I will say having having seen a couple shows outside of LA I used to go see them in my hometown quite a bit and they're the line is much finer there Mm. so Ah. I think some other people's experience with seeing a quote-unquote burlesque show might be something very very different than what we look at here in LA you get professional dancers right doing yeah so what's the line it was just it was just a very different experience I remember going one of my friends ran the bar that had the show so I would go see it every year when I went home for the holidays and one of the what I think the first year he was like, oh, you should, you know, you should bring something. We can put you up on stage if you want. And I remember watching about half the show and I was like, this is so braunchy and <laughs> so nakedy. It was like, first nakedy. of all, I do not want to get up here. Sure. And second of all, if I do get up here, they're going to be so unimpressed with what I'm going to do because it's not going to be anywhere near as like raunchy as what some of these girls have been doing. So I guess, and I was like, this is fun. I'm entertained. Sure. Is this what I do? Absolutely not. Is the is a little bit of the distinction um, that I guess my interpretation of raunchy is almost like it's purposely for the male gaze as opposed to this empowering expression That's that yeah. you bring to the table of like, yes, I'm I'm going to reveal different parts of my body, but it's through something that I'm doing. I'm not asking for money from you. I'm not doing it for like, it's not like a pay for play thing. That's I always think of it as it's more about getting naked for getting naked's sake Mm. and less about putting on a performance where your clothes just happen to be coming off. Uh Aha. Like and the, there's kind of simple things that, look, I'm not going to speak for the entire burlesque sure, community, but, but I can for speak you for guys, us. Yeah. Um, you know, we don't accept dollar and people try to give us money while we're yeah, dancing. We don't, take tips. we don't take it. In fact, we'll throw it back in your face. We consider that not uh, disrespectful. Sure, but it's not a part because of just the, not, yeah. the, are the pay structure for a burlesque dancer isn't like a hustle. Right. You know, and yeah. that's sort of the, that's the core difference, I think, between stripping and like a professional stripper. It's, you know, she's hustling for, for tips. Yeah. And yeah. that's that's the structure of that business. Burlesque dancers are paid the same way that any other professional dancer is paid. Right. We we get a set amount of money for for what we do. You know, it, we're it's that's just the yeah. main thing. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's a big yeah, one. That's a big one. Um, also, you know, we're not getting completely naked ever. Right. Um, that's not to say that some burlesque dancers may do that. Again, no, I'm totally. not trying to judge. Sure. Sure, I'm sure. just saying the, the norm, at least in Los Angeles, is that would never occur. Yeah. Um, you know, we I'm, also require like all of our dancers wear the nude fishnet dancer tights. Yeah. Like oh. we don't let any any of our students, anybody up on stage without something like that, just because okay. that also is one of those little things that just maintains professionalism. Oh, that's cool. Okay. I mean, it's all these things too yeah. that you know you're creating a space where the women in the audience too feel really comfortable sure. watching yeah. you, you and know not uncomfortable. I mean? And you know, yeah. and you, when you raise the you know elevate it to a certain level, I mean the the acceptance factor from the audience and our audiences are fifty percent female usually. Yeah. Right? Um. So it's really important for us that they feel like they're watching something of quality and not right. you know not because if it feels like they're going to the body shop then you know what's the difference you know yeah. like, sure there and, should be and a not difference that, right and that not that there's anything wrong with the body shop or no. that's oh no we've spent a lot of time be- there shout out to you too. this is just like a, a different art form it is yeah, it's different completely and yeah. that's that's the thing is i think it's just when you are a burlesque dancer it's important that people understand the distinction because mm-hmm. they are two different things yeah, yeah. they're just like different entities. i think most of us at some point have brought our at least one if not both of our parents to shows 
Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, oh absolutely. I think almost every my single mo- mother's. Bell's, yeah. Actually, I think oh, you my dad's dad one yeah. Your dad. My dad got to sit with my boyfriend cool. at the time. That was. I'm sure that was super entertaining for both of them. <laughs> <laughs> Made them very close. I would imagine. <laughs> Something. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, well, this has been amazing. Where can people find you for classes and upcoming shows, et cetera? Yeah, well, uh, our Hell's Bells Burlesque.com is our website. It's also our social media, Facebook, Instagram, Hell's Bells Burlesque. Our next uh, upcoming shows are at Bar Lubitsch, uh, public shows, that is, uh, July 20th and August 17th. They're amazing. both Saturdays. You can get tickets for those on eventbrite.com or straight through our website, either way. And our classes are all listed on our website. We teach uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays. Mm-hmm. Uh, Allie teaches a beginner class. I teach an intermediate. And Where we, do you teach classes? We teach out of Evolution Studios. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah so exactly. North Hollywood. North Hollywood area. Okay. And uh, yeah, and we post workshops and any kind of fun things we're having or that are happening in our world. Our Instagram and our website will have all that information. Yep. We try to do a few specialty workshops every year like dancing in heels or oh, cool. chair routines Christmas or striptease. Stuff. Valentine's oh, okay. Day. Yeah. You know, nice. Holiday themed. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Well, you ladies are wonderful. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having us. Yeah, this has been awesome. It's good to (laughs) see you. Yeah. (laughs) Yay! Woo-wee. Woo-wee! Yeah! Thank you, Hell's Bells. Thanks, Hell's Bells. That was great. Uh, I learned a lot. Yeah, it was uh, super interesting. I didn't know that much about Burlesque. I will say, uh, I told this to Jerry off the podcast before they showed up, that... I saw Hell's Bells and I was like, oh, I wonder who this is. And so I Googled it. And there's an ACDC all-female cover band called Hell's Bells. And I was like, oh, interesting choice for the podcast. <laughs> I think we got a lot more out of this uh, these and guests the than we would have out of that. Band? No offense to them, but no. I just think more in vain with the, yeah. the idea. <laughs> um, well, as always, please subscribe and rate us. Um, and follow us on social media at Finding My Yum Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Send us an email, findingmyyum at gmail.com. We need new guests. We want to hear from you. We'll do a mailbag uh, episode soon if we get enough questions and stuff. That'd be yeah, fun. Yeah, exactly. We're gearing up for that. So, um, woohoo! Till next time. Bye. <laughs>